0: Or maybe you can adopt something that another culture or country is doing that does better than us and improve your life with that. I know for me, I've improved my life so much. You're listening to the podcast, The Life of a Bon Vivant, manifesting your Paris dreams and more. I'm your host, Bita Hashampur. This podcast is designed to inspire, elevate, and help you step into the abundant life you deserve, whether that's in Paris or anywhere else in the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Bon Vivant podcast. This week, I wanted to take the time to talk about something that I was really thinking about as I was on Instagram the other day, just scrolling through, and uh, someone that I follow basically had posted something um, about moving to France and why they consider this to be so great. And of course, I, you know... Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Love France. But, you know, I also respect anybody who doesn't want to live in another country and would prefer to live in their home country. Um, I know there are plenty of Americans who love and adore France, but they'd rather live in the States. And that's perfectly fine and understandable. But the topic that I wanted to discuss is This idea that when people go online and they see a post like the one that I'm referring to, they often get very triggered and respond with like extreme patriotism for America. And this happens particularly a lot with Americans and any kind of topic that either uh, promotes Like another country, or uh, maybe is highlighting some of the cons of living in the States or some of our flaws as a country and society. And it's just really astonishing to me how riled up people can get. Now, definitely, I'm not trying to say everybody is like this. There are plenty of people who will comment on a post like that and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I wish, for instance, um, in the States we – you know, had more discussion about like politics from a young age, and I wish we were more civics-minded from a younger age. So there'll be pe- there'll be people who really understand like the point of the post and not get triggered, and if anything, will maybe agree with the original poster. But. It's really funny when you scroll through the comments and you see the people who are like, oh, I'll never live anywhere else but America. This is the best place ever and nowhere else even compares. And they just get like really heated about it. And I think it's really fascinating because it just says a lot about, I think, the person commenting rather than the person who posted. Um, And it's something I think that's unique to social media and particularly unique to Americans. And I was thinking about why that is. And I feel like, obviously, one, you know, we grow up in America from a very young age learning that you know america is the best that's what they teach us and we learn that through our history books that talk about america the american dream and just the freedoms and ideals that attracted so many immigrants to this country And that's why when we're older even, we still have sort of, I'm not ashamed to say because I also operate this way many times too without even realizing it, a bit of an ego about, you know, America and our country. Like as much as I can accept there are many flaws when it comes to our country and things we need to work on, and I can definitely appreciate other countries, I don't particularly enjoy another person from another country bashing America either. It's one of those things that reminds me of like those situations where someone is talking crap on your friend or your sibling and you're like, no, 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 no. Only I can do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like only I can say my sister is really annoying. You can't, but I can So I feel like that's the the feeling I get too when it comes to this America and talking about it. Um, You know, if I'm talking to another American, for example, and we're talking about how frustrating something is in the States, it's totally different than if I'm talking to like a French person about it and they they say something. It's like this, I can't even help it, like this need to defend. Um, So, and I think a lot of Americans can relate to that. Again, uh, I don't want to say it's like brainwashing, but it's just infiltrating our minds from a very young age with these beliefs that America is truly the best. And I'll say this, to be fair, in some ways we do excel at certain things. One of the things I always talked about with um, people in France was America's uh, perfect landscape for being an entrepreneur. Like we really nurture and make it easy for people to be entrepreneurs. And when you're able to make the, you know, um, crack at it and, and become one, you thrive. You really do. And this is something that sometimes people don't realize until they leave the States. Like in the comparison of the States and France, it's a lot harder to be an entrepreneur in France. Just from the most simple logistical aspect of like when you let's say you decide to um, start uh, dog walking and that's going to be your business. Like you could just pick up one day and start walking people's dogs. Take that money, you know, whether it's a Zelle transaction or literally it's cash and you create like a little receipt for it. Um, You can start collecting money. And you can also uh, very easily save your receipts for anything that you buy for this dog walking business. Let's say you're buying water to have while you walk the dog. Maybe you're buying an extra leash on hand or extra harness, whatever. You just start like holding on to those receipts. Make a little uh, Excel sheet with your income and your expenses to keep track of that and that's it. At the end of the year, when you go to file taxes, you can just tell your your CPA or tax preparer, "Hey, I have a business, and here was my income from it, and here were my expenses." And you file uh, a Schedule C form, and that's the only real like addition to your individual um, tax return, other than you know maybe your W two, whatever you did, or if you were. You know, only working part time, then you'd only have the dog business income. But either way, it's not, there's not really a barrier. And even when you want to become like an LLC or um, you want to file as an S Corp, which is, you know, a little more, I think, um, next steps, like maybe when you're in year two or three of your business. That is incredibly easy to do. There are so many services online that let you do this for a very, very low cost. You don't even have to do it the traditional way, like through a CPA anymore. Um, It's, it's very affordable and doable. And I think it's incredible how easy that is when you compare that to France. It's so much harder in France. There's so many more barriers. Even if you're a French person, you need the assistance of a professional to do it. And there's rules about like what you can do in your business. Um, Obviously in the States, we have that too, where you can't be a psychologist if you're not credentialed to do that. But um, what I mean is like in the States, you could be crocheting to make money. You could be dog walking to make money. You could be painting. You could be selling cooking classes, you could be doing all of those under one umbrella of like, hi, this is Jane Doe Inc. And I do all these things. In France, that's not allowed. You'd have to create like different entities for all that. You can only round up those things that are related. For instance, if you're a chef, like let's say you teach cooking classes, you may also um, do like sell... uh, e-cookbooks and maybe you sell or you write recipes for other uh, bloggers and you charge them for that, like has to be very related for it to kind of pass off under one business. So that's just obviously a very niche example of some of the differences. But I just wanted to highlight like there are aspects of the states that can be very attractive and appealing and truly do make America great. Now there are definitely things that don't make it so great. I think most Americans can agree that our healthcare system is not the best. Um not bashing on the actual providers just the system in place. There are a lot of barriers especially for low income individuals but even the middle class I mean if you have something serious happen to you even if you have insurance it's likely that you'll be left with a decent bill afterwards too of remaining um, things that you have to cover that insurance didn't pay for so there's a lot definitely that we can I think as a whole agree is not so great in America but going back to the main topic, I think it's just very interesting how this does trigger so many people. And like I mentioned, one of those reasons I really think is because of that education from a young age, that belief system that we learn, you know, about America being the best place to live and the best country. I think another thing that contributes to it is just, um, I think, kind of looking at our overall stance in the world on the international landscape, we are a huge economic and military power. We have one of the world's largest economies and one of the most powerful militaries. And I think people, I mean, rightfully so, but from, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of years ago, associate your money and strength, like military strength as deciding factors about who is strongest and best. And we still inherently have those beliefs too today. And then I think also cultural influence, you know, American culture has infiltrated every, I think, uh, cinema scape, television scape, literature. I mean, it doesn't matter what country you're in, you're Bound to see Netflix. <laughs> you're bound to see Hollywood films. Um, and even when you're watching something that is a production of another country, I think there are still some very American things that will pop up in those um, programs. And so it makes sense that we do kind of carry around this big ego that, like, we're the best. But um, Again, I think it's one thing to think that your country is great and has a lot to offer. And I think it's another to defend it even when it's like it shouldn't really be defended. And what I mean by that is, for example, America tends to have a very, um, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word for it, but uh We basically like to get involved in a lot of things that really we shouldn't be involving ourselves in. And obviously there are political agendas and motivations for a lot of these things. Um, But not every scenario, I would argue that most scenarios where the U.S. is sort of uh, putting itself into the conversation is not in the positive way of, for example, the Allies in World War II coming in and helping save, you know, France, for example, from the Germans. It's not always in a positive light like that. A lot of times we're part of the destruction. And I think that when you have these conversations with certain people, they will try to still defend America and argue against that, even though the facts and data and Clear evidence is there to argue that, like, hey, this isn't great. Um, They'll try to argue against that. Another very, like, controversial topic that we often see in the news today that is very triggering is this idea of um, mass shootings and gun violence. And, of course, there are people who believe that there should be less guns. There's people who believe that there should be more guns. Um, and I don't want to get into that debate, but it's just just the even topic of at hand of us having more shootings in America than other countries will be contested, will be argued. Even though, like, this isn't something you can really argue because you're going off data. Now, what the reasoning behind it is, um, people can can argue over that. I mean, even though there's data for that too, I think sometimes people will take different parts of data out of context and make it try to fit their argument. But I'm just saying just this issue of like, yes, we have more mass shootings in the States. <laughs> this will be argued um, and and tried to like be twisted into something it's not. And I think that's very intriguing to me as just like observing the conversations that happen online because I always wonder where does that come from? It's like I said, one thing to really be patriotic, but it's another to get to the point where you don't want to accept any other perspective or way of thinking, even when all the evidence is there to cause you to. And I think this is a little bit um, upsetting for me too in the sense that it it makes me feel like um, Americans sometimes miss out on what they could be experiencing and learning and taking with them into their life uh, and and potentially improving their life with uh, when it comes to like, the experiences and cultures and countries that they're exposing themselves to. For those who are so triggered, um, I even had a post just, uh, when was it, like a few weeks ago about that, and I did an episode here on the podcast about reverse culture shock, and I was just talking about how I I experienced such reverse culture shock when I came back to the States. Um, Nothing about, you know, whether one country was superior to the other, And I had someone comment who was like, I'm never leaving America. I love it. I'm going to be like staying here forever, born and raised, you know, American. And this is the best country, Um, which was not really related to what I was saying. But uh, I was just like, "Okay, that's great. That's your prerogative. But like that kind of mentality, it makes me sad because I think There is so much to learn from other cultures. Like You don't have to go live anywhere else, but you should want to travel and and learn and see what else is out there. Maybe you can adopt something that another culture or country is doing that does better than us and improve your life with that. I know for me, I've improved my life so much by everything that I've learned from the French and adopted from them. And I haven't adopted everything. Again, there are things that Americans do really great. When I was living in France, I constantly thought to myself, yeah, the French, they don't really smile at other people. They don't um, really have the disposition of being warm and sunny until they really know somebody. Um, They'll be Friendly and and polite, but um, they're not going to be like making you feel all warm and fuzzy inside uh, if they don't really know you super well. And that's fine. That's that's their culture. But for Americans, we're we're not that way. We really try to go out of our way to make someone else feel at ease and feel comfortable and and feel good in our presence. I think for most of us, that's kind of what we want. And I am really proud of that. And I definitely carried that with me in France. I didn't change the way I was. Every day when I'd go into the bakery, I'd go in with a big smile and I would talk to the guy who worked there and tell him, you know, how, how are you? How was your weekend? Uh, what were you up to? What did you do? And we would have a great conversation. And he was really sad when I left because he was like, I'm going to miss seeing you and talking to you. And I think that's what makes uh, Americans really great. And so that's something I'm going to hold on to throughout my life. Um, Again, the entrepreneurism, I love that. I think it's amazing that we encourage that. And I love being a go-getter. I love having that ambitious spirit. And I think that often is what um, makes our country really great when it comes to innovation and possibility. And so um, there are things that I I think we should hold on to tight and we should be defending and we should feel really proud of. But then there are other things where I think there's definitely room for growth and room for learning. And I think it's really important that we stay open-minded and not be triggered. And uh, two, just I think mm, morally, ethically, Whatever you want to call it, having polite manners, just be able to scroll by those things that we don't agree with and move along and not have to be so triggered. Um so yeah, i don't I don't know necessarily where that comes from for particular people when they feel so heated. I mean, even, Like you'll see, you know, French people make fun of Americans, right? They will sometimes act like the only thing we eat in America are burgers or pizza, and you know, I just kind of laugh and I don't, I don't get triggered by that, even as someone who is a foodie and has very much been a part of the food scene in. Um, I can say at least California. And I know how incredibly great the food scene can be um, here in the States and how we have so many different foods. And you guys know, I've told you, I love Mexican food. That's something that the French suck at and they don't have that there. So, you know, I can just laugh and and kind of be like, okay, okay. When a French person says, you know, Americans they their McDonald's, but In reality, I know the fact is uh, the French are actually one of the biggest consumers of McDonald's. And um, I know that there's so much more in our country. I don't need to be the teacher of that. Any French person who decides they wanna come to the States and experience it for themselves will be able to be exposed to all the different, you know, cuisines and um, awesome chefs that we have here in the States too. But, like, I don't know where this thing comes from, where people are so triggered that they feel the need to respond. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm really good about I don't take it to heart. I just kind of move along, but I see other, you know, content creators online um, get frustrated or or it affects them really to to sometimes get those like really, sometimes honestly hateful comments just where the person is really triggered, but, I thought it was an interesting conversation to have here on the podcast. Um, I'm very curious, too, to hear from you guys, for those of you who either live in the States or um, especially from those of you who also live out of the States and how you see it, whether you agree with me or not, that this is something that tends to be uh, a little more pronounced with Americans, um, this level of patriotism. Uh, and, and, you know, what your thoughts are on that. So if you guys want, you can leave a comment below uh, in the reviews or feel free to just message me on Instagram. I love having conversations there. A lot of you do tend to message me on Instagram after these episodes, and it's really fun to carry the conversation one-on-one over there. Uh, otherwise, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. And remember, if you haven't signed up for my email list, you can do that through the link below at monpetit4.com slash sign dash up. And you'll get my free e-cookbook, 10 French foods that are easier to make than you think. Have a great week, you guys.